What's going on, fellas? This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Let's go. What's going on, guys? This is Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4. Tonight's kind of a surprise episode. Kind of came out of the blue in the middle of nowhere. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just I just felt like recapping what's been going on lately in the sports world, and there's been a lot going on lately. <clears throat> um, obviously, this whole Astros thing continues to drag on, and you know. <clears throat> Astros players are are trying to act like they're the innocent ones, that they're the victims, and their fan base is backing them, of course, because they don't know what else to do. And um, their organization as a whole is just not getting a good look. That press conference the other day was just a joke. It kind of made things worse, if anything. So that whole thing is a joke. We're not going to dive too much into that because, well, first of all, it'll trigger the hell out of me because I'm already so pissed off at that whole thing. But second of all, man, it's just I could go on and on. We really don't want to make this episode too long tonight um but you know i was watching the xfl today you know i watched the um guardians play last weekend to open up and they played great right everything looked like it was clicking they looked like oh maybe this is going to be a solid new york team maybe this will be the real nyg team in town but then this week came and oh my gosh (laughs) the the um the difference right the contrast between this and last weekend Wow. Um, drama. Drama this weekend because, well, first of all, it was just a bad game. They got shut out 27 nothing to the D.C. defenders, who are definitely living up to their name. But, you know, as for the Guardians, man, they, they turnovers, um, just lack of a rhythm offensively. Now, I'm not a big football fan, so I can't really dive in too much into the game and, and you know, give my insect and my insight and dissect it because I don't know much about football. But... You know, just from watching it, turnovers, the sloppiness, they only had 137 total yards. But their biggest issue seemed to be Matt McGloin. And, oh, my gosh, he, he he did not do himself any favors today for the city of New York and for his team, for the sake of his just the chemistry around this team. Making those comments at halftime when, they're, when the um, Guardians were going down into the half, getting shut out, making comments about the, the offensive scheme and how the um, the system he's they're playing right now is not working, how they need to change the game plan. And, you know, he made those comments, um, you know, in the mid-game interview with Diana Rossini. And uh, Diana Rossini interviewed him, and he was just pretty much throwing Kevin Gilbride, their head coach, under the bus. And then they actually interviewed Kevin Gilbride in the second half, and he was kind of saying, yeah, I got to talk to him about that. And so that's one of the cool, you know, unique features about the XFL is that you get these in-game live action, um, you know, interviews from the players and coaches and the staff and everybody. And that's really cool. That's really interesting. But part of me is thinking down the line, 
when things get heated and when it's not week two, when it's week you know eight and there's a, and there's a ten week season here. Remember when it's like week eight, week nine, and the standings are tight and you're trying to get that last playoff spot or whatever it is, and you're gonna interview them after a big missed kick or a big missed play or something. I'm really curious to see how that's gonna work because it could get heated. You know, it could get um, it could get a little ugly. So I don't know how the XFL is gonna handle these little, you know mid-game interviews it's going to be interesting you know because not everything is going to be dandy how it's been so far this this um to start this um xfl i don't want to say experiment but whatever it's called to start this whole um era but it's yeah if, if week two if it's week two and we're already getting people throwing each other under the bus i can only imagine how it's got to turn out down the line but yeah, McGloin did not do himself any favors. He was not good. So I know you watch the game, you really can't blame Gilbride. Sure, there were some questionable calls, maybe, but Matt McGloin has only himself to blame for going eight for nineteen, for only going throwing for forty two yards, and for throwing two interceptions and losing the game, you know, most importantly losing the game twenty seven nothing. He has himself to blame only. Um but yeah, that was just an ugly game for the Guardians. You hope that they can bounce back. One-on-one isn't the end of the world, but not just a completely flipped scenario here from where they were week one. But as for the D.C. defenders, yeah, like I said, they're a very good-looking team right now. They got some good, good defenders on that team. And their quarterback, um, Cardale Jones, right out of Ohio State. I'm a big Ohio State fan. I've always liked the guy, and I'm, I'm glad that he's finding some success here to start out his, you know, XFL career. Because I know in the NFL, he's not that big of a star. He's not really a, a star. He's not a star. He's a backup quarterback, I think, somewhere. I don't know where. I think it's in Oakland. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know where it is. But he's not, you know, right here. He, so far, he's playing like an MVP candidate. And he's nowhere near that level in the NFL. So I'm happy for him, you know, as a fan of him for know for a while um since his ohio state days i'm glad that he's finding some success but i guess as a guardians fan i can call myself a guardians fan now i guess i want to see them obviously bounce back next weekend um whoever it is they play but there's another game on today i didn't really catch that one i was i don't know i was i was busy i didn't watch the tampa bay game um but i don't even know who won but tonight later on um well earlier tonight after the xfl games concluded we got the nba skills challenge the nba three-point contest the dunk contest and all the festivities um before the big game tomorrow but well not big game but that thing's gonna be a joke the all-star game but um tonight was obviously the fun the fun part of it where um we started off with the skills challenge bam Adebayo won that one he and the final round it was him and uh sabonis out of indiana i actually had sabonis winning it all that was my pick first of all but he did not make it he did not win. He made it to the final round, but Adebayo of the Miami Heat beat him out. It was cool. It was a nice little, um, you know, finale of the big men. But um, didn't didn't um, a big man win it last season too, or was that a couple years ago? Because I remember Jokic winning, taking it home one year. I don't know. I have a really bad uh, long term memory. It's it's pretty bad. But yeah, it was cool to see Adebayo win. I think he's a special player, and he's definitely got skills. You know, we saw some playmaking, the shooting, and then um, running running the floor, you know, putting the ball on the floor and dribbling it up the court. 
But um, it was good to see him take that. And then we had the three-point contest. That was really fun. I actually, that was the, that was kind of what um, got the crowd going and what started the night. Um, you know, the skills challenge was cool, but the three-point contest, as it got more along into it, as we got, you know, more into the rounds, it, it started to get fun, and players were just hitting shots and getting hot, and it went down to Devin Booker versus um, Buddy Heald, and that was a really, really good battle. Uh, I think both of them scored 27 points in the first time, and then come the uh, the final round, Booker put up 26, and it was Buddy Heald hitting four out of five money balls on the final rack to edge him out with 27. He hit the final shot. It came down to the very last shot attempt, and Buddy Heald hit it to give him, I think, 27 points, beating out Devin Booker's 26 for the three-point trophy, I guess you could call it. So that was really fun, and I had I actually had Trey Young winning it. I think most people did, but he turned out he only had 15 points, and he was missing a lot of shots in that first round. So he got eliminated pretty quickly. Um, didn't do as great as I thought, but you know his first time. Not everybody's going to be Steph Curry. Um, not everybody's going to be Clay Thompson. But hey, we still we still got a very good competition there. I thought that was a very very good game. Um, good battle between Booker and. Um, Buddy healed, so that was fun. And then we got to the dunk contest. This is I was it was so refreshing to get a great dunk contest again, because you know it's kind of been up and down the last few years. The last really true great one we had was Aaron Gordon versus Zach Levine, and I think that was back in 2015. Don't quote me on that. I'm not exactly sure because again my memory my long term memory is shit. But I think that was it. You know I think that was the last time I should have went to the here. Um. Yeah, it was it was Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine in 2015, and that was it, man. That was the last time it was really truly exciting. But we finally rejuvenated it a little bit this season again, and it was, we got some good dunks. We got some really good dunks, but it came down once again to Aaron Gordon getting robbed for another season, for another year. Um, it sucks, man. This guy, he's probably done friggin'. Not only entering the contest, this guy's probably done dunking for his career after tonight. Because this poor kid can't get it. He can't catch a break. This guy dunked over freaking Taco Fall. Seven foot five Taco Fall. And he doesn't get the uh, doesn't get the victory. How many 50s did he get tonight? He had a bunch of 50s. And to Derek Jones's credit, Derek Jones is actually the one Derek Jones is the one who beat him out and took the W tonight. To his credit, he was very strong himself. Don't get me wrong. You know, that final windmill dunk in the final round. That was nice, and that was very underrated in a sense to where, you know, because people were talking about how Aaron Gordon got robbed, Jones's performance wasn't bad, though. You know, it was just less great. So I thought they were very, very competitive, both of them going back and forth. Um, you know, they had some interesting little um, you know, ways of, of going about it, some gimmicks. They had the, was it Aaron Gordon who did that stupid, I don't know, TikTok? What's, it, what's this TikTok thing? I don't know what it is. It's going around the Internet. And apparently he had just the TikTok girls dancing, make it was some stupid shit. But and then, but the taco fall thing was cool. The windmill was awesome, and oh my god, some really really nice athletic dunks. And as you watch these guys just do this with their bodies, it, it kind of hurts me, man. It's like I get hurt watching that. I get off my couch and go get some friggin' food in the pantry, and I'm and I'm I'm straining a, I'm straining my muscle. Like Gary Sanchez jogging to first base. So I have no idea how these kids just do what they are able to do. 
so easily. It doesn't look like they even give effort. They just do it so easily. Just throw the ball through their legs, jump 15 feet in the friggin' air, and just throw it down and just have no problem walking around afterwards. It's amazing. But yeah, I thought it was a pretty cool contest. Um, Derek, uh, not Derek, Aaron Gordon definitely getting robbed again, though. I think he should have taken it home. Um, you know, the judges were a little bit, at times, they were a little bit too nice. Um, but I don't know, man. It, it was fun. I just like it. You know, I don't get too caught up in who wins and who doesn't win because this is meaningless basketball, obviously. So I just like to have fun. Although a lot of people were saying that it should have been a tie. I don't agree with that. I definitely think there always should be a winner and loser. I just, I'm not going to go crazy over it. But it was fun. It was a good skills contest, a good dunk contest, and a three-point contest as well. And then afterwards, I guess we'll talk about this. They had the, um, <clears throat> I didn't know this. Uh, a buddy of mine texted me and told me to put it back on. But they had the uh, NBA on TNT roast. They roasted the, um, you know, the TNT crew tonight. <clears throat> it was pretty funny. Some very good moments, um, <laughs> but some very cringe moments as well. It was very awkward at times. Especially when Gary Payton went up there. Oh my gosh, that was hard to watch. And it's weird because Gary Payton's a guy who, you know, throughout his career, he was just this infamous trash talker, right? He would get in your face and trash talk you to 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 to, to shame. And he went up there on the podium tonight and he oh it was I cringed. I couldn't I, I, I couldn't do it. I put my hands over my face and I couldn't I could barely get through it. And, you know, he was trying to, to just to fight through it. But, oh, it was hard to watch Gary Payton. But I did like the performance from Jeff Ross, of course. Jeff Ross is obviously the the um, the guy when it comes to roasting. He was great. I thought he had some good cracks at uh, Barkley, you know, with the, with the court dates. Um, he actually had some good cracks at everybody. Shaq missing his free throws. Um, making fun of Kenny, making fun of Kenny the Jet Smith. You know who are you, um, Ernie, Ernie, Ernie Johnson for being you know your stereotypical white guy. That shit was hilarious. Not I don't quote me. He didn't say that, but you know pretty much what he was leaning towards. But um, it was some really good shit. People making fun of Shaq because of the way he talks, how he mumbles, and his size, obviously. Um, more shit like that, and Barkley being fat and. <laughs> It was really good. I thought some really good moments, some really cringe moments. But overall, you know, aside from having the mi- a mixed bag from a few individuals, I thought it was solid. It was good. Definitely not Comedy Central worthy, but for an NBA t- TNT roast, you know, that I had no clue about, I thought it was decent just to turn on and catch, turn it on and uh, catch a little bit of it. But, um... Yeah, that was that was it. I mean, I guess that's all that happened tonight. Again, to recap, the XFL earlier today, the Guardians did not play well. Um, a bunch of turnovers, no offensive rhythm, some missed opportunities defensively, dropping some balls, and just the big story there was Matt McGloin calling out his coach, and you know, after he underperformed kind of blaming it on Gilbride. And then we got to the NBA skills contest. Bam Adebayo took it home versus Sabonis. Buddy Heald beat out Devin Booker in the three contest. 
hitting four of his last five money balls. And then Derek Jones beats out Aaron Gordon in the dunk contest of 2020. And then we got to the roast, which is fun. So that's that, guys. I'm going to wrap this thing up. Before we go, make sure you follow me, Rob Carbone, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And if you want to follow my podcast, BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis, make sure you do follow BD4 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Anchor, SoundCloud, and Radio Public. Once again, follow me, Rob Carbone, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and then follow my blog, I'm sorry, my um, my podcast, BD4, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Anchor, SoundCloud, and Radio Public. All right, guys, this has been Rob Carbone with BD4, Episode 73, xfl and nba gibberish i will see you i'll see you tuesday because tuesday is when i get my laptop in my new laptop i ordered a microsoft surface pro 7 therefore i won't have to do these podcasts in the office and i'll be able to move into my studio now because i'm using a desktop computer right now which is a pain because i can't move to my studio this way right now i'm doing it in an office but i get my 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 surface pro on tuesday this way, I will be able to move into my studio, and it will be much better. I'll actually have a background, which isn't a sheet, um, but I can't wait for that. I'm excited. I've actually been doing nothing but checking out Amazon to see how my track, you know, to track my order. I've been doing nothing but that over the past couple of days. But yes, the next time you see me on camera, the next time you listen to my podcast, it will be with my new Surface Pro in my new studio. So. If you're watching the video cast here on, uh, or on, if you're watching the video cast on YouTube, then you know you'll be getting a much better um, backdrop, I guess you could say. But again, thank you so much for following along, and for the final time, make sure you follow Rob Carbone on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and follow BD4 on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud. Anchor, Radio Public, and YouTube. And if you haven't followed my blog, you can also do that at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. The blog is called It's My Opinion, once again, at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. All right, guys, no more promos. (laughs) That's going to be it. Rob Carbone, signing out, episode 73 of BD4. Ciao.